Hey friends, welcome to the next episode of the Digital Look Reads. My name is Miss N with my co-host Savannah. And the Digital Look Reads is a podcast um, where we read books for 2023. So Savannah, what did we read for this month? I'm very excited because we read a fiction book called Pumpkin Heads. It's a graphic novel by uh, Rainbow Rowell, um, illustrated by Faith Aaron Hicks. Um, it's about two, I guess, young adults, Deja and Josiah. They're seasonal best friends who work for this pumpkin patch, and they are heading off to college in the next, I guess, like, this year in the book i don't know it was actually kind of like now that i think of the timeline it's a little bit weird because yeah. it's supposed to be october i know maybe it's <laughs> next year but because next year would be they can't go back so oh, true okay yeah and they yeah that would make sense yeah because they're seasonal they only ever hang out during like the month of october they're they seasonal friends yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> it was really good it was yeah. really interesting um i completely read the book what about you i did too so this is like our first episode where both of us actually completed <laughs> a book it. yay <laughs> <laughs> it's i mean i love how quick yeah it was like it took me like maybe total like two hours yeah. to read yeah, was yeah, it the same yeah yeah i was on my i was on the subway actually and i was like reading it and i'm like oh and then like <laughs> It, I think it also took like around two hours because like my subway ride to where I was going was like one hour and then going back was another hour. And I'm like, oh, wow, this was like a really nice book to kind of just like read and be part of for that yeah. amount of time. I'm also so happy that like we finally read a graphic novel. Like the one yes. thing that we are trying to do with this podcast is read from like, ob like obviously it's strict. Like we try to read, you know, fiction like six fiction books six non-fiction but within those we're trying to be mindful of like you know like the representation of authors the storytellers like what is this book focused on and so at least when it comes to like the fiction books I try to be really mindful of like you know who's the who's like the like the author are they white what's the story like is this um you know like hitting different representations like what's the subject matter and I was kind of happy that we finally read like you know a young adult book but also a graphic novel because I don't think I don't think a lot of people consider graphic novels books mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. um and so I think it's important to to at least like include it in our list so I was really happy um what were your initial thoughts of the book oh I loved it I love um I think like going off of what you said around graphic novels. So I've read a couple of graphic novels in the past. And I think what people don't realize is like, there is like the artistry, right? Brings it to life in a way. I mean, obviously, because it's a very visual medium, but the way that, you know, just like the colors in this book, just like the amount of detail. And if you read like the end, like at the very end, I think the author and the illustrator talk talk about like their yeah. process and stuff and like yeah. how the illustrator was like oh I'm so glad that you know you didn't include a lot of animals because then I would have like had to learn how to, <laughs> how to like draw so much animals but I just love that like I think this this 
uh, novel had such a unique kind of um, illustrative style that brought this to life. And it, it was such a nice, like, story. I just, like, it felt so warm and fuzzy and... It felt like you know you're. It's it's such a cozy read. I would say like that's oh how, yeah like yeah what I would best describe it as. How about yourself? I would say the same. Like I I, I knew that for October we were gonna have an opportunity to read something that was Halloween esque, and so it's always like, do we dive into a horror or something to do with like, uh, like obviously like murder and like more like grotesque nature. But then I was like, I also just really love like the cozy setting of like, you know, celebrating Halloween and like the comfort of it all. Cause it's, you know, it's autumn, it's cold. You want to be, you know, warmed by like hot chocolate or apple cider. And there's always like really good, you know, food and like pumpkin itself is just like so amazing. Um, so I was really, I really love that, that it kind of really embodies like, this really like soft nature of Halloween mm-hmm. but then it does sort of touch upon like these really um cute experiences that we could have especially you know as like I guess I'm assuming they're like 17 18 mm-hmm. you know like on the cusp of adulthood yeah and like the only serious thing is like I have to do this like seasonal job yes um and that I think that was really nice like that was the thing that sort of pulled me was like this seems like a very cute book. Yeah. Very cute storyline. Um, I used to read Rainbow Rowell when I was in high school. Mm. Uh, that's when I first, like, found her because she, she writes about a lot of, like, like fat women. Like, a lot of her characters are plus-size women. Um, and I love that because it's just, like, nice representation. Yeah. Especially for, you know, somebody, like, somebody who is plus-size or has, um, you know, more weight to them to like see that representation in a book of like people finding love and like finding themselves yeah for sure yeah so i'm happy we both finished it me too and we can actually have like a good oh my gosh robust conversation this is why people finish books so that you can really understand the whole story (laughs) (laughs) i may think we've done well so far i think so yeah yeah, yeah. i think (laughs) so talking about things and and like their themes but it is nice to like you know we both we don't have to like tiptoe around like the ending Mm -hmm. of a book because I would say like this has an incredibly just like really nice like story and like how it leaves Mm -hmm. everything at the end Mm -hmm. um so I guess like the first question I have is sort of you know like these two are seasonal best friends they only seem to like hang out while they're working yeah and I guess obviously they don't go to the same school yeah and we don't know if they're going to be going to like similar colleges or universities but what are your thoughts around like this sort of idea of like a forged friendship Mm. well I think I mean like I think that those are always like such unique friendships even if like if you think about like work relationships right where it's like you're you're constrained in like one environment and it's not like you're choosing the people that go and work there it's like all of you guys kind of like made a decision to decide okay I'm gonna work here but you never really know if you're gonna jive with people or not right um and I I did find it fascinating how um 
like how they frame their friendship as like seasonal friendships and i think there's like one point in the book where is it josiah is it is his name josiah yeah josiah but i think she calls him josie oh josie okay yeah 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 like it's it's fascinating like how it was like oh you mean like we can hang out beyond like (laughs) beyond fall (laughs) that's so hilarious to me because it it, it's so cute (laughs) right so innocent (laughs) it reminds me so much of like our friendships when we're younger when it's like you know, like sometimes we have friends where we don't actually see them during the summer. We only see them during the school year. School year. And it's like, see you in two months. When it's like, you could technically just call them and hang out during the summer. It's so funny. Yeah. And I mean, I think, when did this come out? Oh, this, yeah, this came out in 2019. So it's not even like at an age where like they didn't have access to cell phones. Yeah. I think, I can't remember if in the book that they have cell phones i think I it wasn't emphasized mentioned. yeah but it's the thing of like yeah we live in an age where like we're so connected that you know you can schedule things outside of like whatever activity or like purpose that connects you but it's it's i don't know it is a thing where it's like well i'll just see you after the weekend like i don't need to hang out with you yeah on the weekend yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just I that like the idea of like oh I'll see you in two months like when school's back I totally forget that was such a thing though it was (laughs) unless like you live close I don't know about you but like unless they were like your neighbors like we like I completely yeah like people disappeared (laughs) from my life like in the summertime and I wouldn't see them until after yeah no that's true I think I mean I think in elementary like I had one friend that I which that we would hang out but it, it was also like the person that we would hang out like I would go like we were at each other's houses like um every weekend sort of thing too so I think it was just normal like oh we'll see each other over the summer yeah but then I definitely had friends where like you know I'll see you yeah I'll see you in September yeah <laughs> <laughs> but I guess like when you do also think about like where we're at in our current career like I have friends like at work and I, I only talk to them during the work day mm-hmm. like rarely in the evenings yeah and like never on weekends like yeah that's not a thing and so I, I, I guess it still happens I do find it fascinating and I think we might have talked about this before of that when the line is crossed from just being like what you're saying like a forge mm. like a like you know this friendship that is only in this one environment and when when does that line cross when you're actually like oh like actual friends genuine like it's it's so oh okay like i can actually like invite you for coffee outside of work hours not just like at lunch right yeah yeah it's so weird and i feel like the thing that happens is normally when somebody like either like it's in one of two instances like either something so serious happens like in your workplace trauma bonding (laughs) yeah (laughs) where you need to like where you're like okay we need to go out this evening or like we need to go out this weekend we need to like talk yeah um or the second option is normally like when you're leaving the organization or they're leaving and then it's like i really do value this like yeah friendship that we've created yeah we're not going to see each other every day but i want to talk to you Mm -hmm. so like 
let's be texting buddies or like let's make a plan to like hang out yeah and I feel like that's when that happens and you're like oh this person's like an actual friend and I yeah had no idea that's true yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or you don't want to like assume right yeah yeah so I I, I do understand like Josie and like where he comes yeah. from <laughs> what like, do you I'm... mean we can <laughs> you mean you wanted to be my friend <laughs> Um, and the thing is that I really, so like, like I kind of touched about it, like, uh, before, like with the representation, like diversity, uh, the great thing about like, this is like the graphic novel, it's a straight white man, Mm -hmm. Josie, um, and Deja is, I think like, we don't really, we kind of find out that like her sexuality is a little bit more fluid Mm -hmm. and she's a black woman, Mm -hmm. um, curvy curvy black woman I guess Mm -hmm. and I I love that like I love that it they were really mindful I think I feel like they were intentional oh they were for sure um like these characters and how they I think like near like if you read like the the conversation between the author and the illustrator they were saying that initially the initial sketch was that for Deja to be smaller actually than Josie and they wanted it to be equal like they wanted Mm. like they 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 made them a little bit older but also like kind of like more equal in in height because they didn't want to have like that that like perception that like you know women are always gonna be like tiny you know, tiny yeah. ones right so I love that like I love like how intentional they are like what you're saying like how intentional they are with character choices because it, it does I feel like the the relationship that developed between the both of them it's very equal and it's mm-hmm. there's not I mean like both of them are like have come to their feelings in different timings and different ways but I think you know it, it, it's pretty equal like no one has like that big power dynamic or something right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah well and I think like going off that I mean they yeah I, I'm assuming they like I don't know if they've worked together for four years so they like seen each other grow up and there's like a real sense of like comfort Mm. between the two of them like it's just like so like how they talk to each other and how they like approach the conversation because ultimately like in the story uh for everyone this is like a spoiler i guess is they're like on the search for uh this woman that josie has a crush on he's had a crush on her for like past four years but he's never talked to her and so deja comes up with this plan of like you know, this is like our final day of working. You're probably not going to see her again after this because obviously like this town is so big that they have multiple high schools. I don't know. <laughs> um, but it's like to me, it feels very small town vibes. So I wonder, I wonder how many high schools there are, but um, I don't know, I guess. Yeah. So he's not, he's never going to see her again. Yeah. And so they're sort of like on this quest to like find her and get them to meet because Deja is very much focused on like you're my friend Mm -hmm. you need to meet this girl like if you say you're in love with her yeah then you need to actually like act on it yeah um but she approaches it in this like really I I think like gentle and caring way of like you know you can't just like hold somebody up on a pedestal and like really um like avoid living your life Mm -hmm. because you don't want to like ruin whatever you created in your mind about this person yeah well I wanted to ask you about that um because I thought that was 
I think that was like one of the 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 screenshots that I sent you, right? Yeah. Where you you have this idea of a person, or like you see them and you're like, oh, I'm like smitten by them. Um, but actually, like what you have is like what you're saying is like you've you've put them on a pedestal and you're actually in love with the idea that you created in your head, not necessarily the person because you've never even talked to them at all, right? So I'm curious mm-hmm. like what your thoughts are on that or like if you've ever experienced that kind of thing before. I'm trying like I was actually thinking about that too because I feel like whenever I do develop like a crush on somebody, I think it's like after I get to know them. Really? You've um, never developed a crush from afar? I don't I don't think so. You may know. I don't I don't think I actually have. <laughs> I mean that's probably true. I, I'm like I have been thinking about this today because I think I feel like there's like that thing of like maybe sometimes I'll be like, Oh, I'm attracted to this person. Right. And it's like that, but it never kind of delves like it it's not like I would spend four years pining after somebody, I don't think. Yeah. Um at least not that I can remember. Like the only time that that would really happen is like celebrities, right? Like oh, it's yeah. like, yeah, like the idea of like, oh, like I really find this one celebrity really attractive. Like, oh, now like I'll watch every movie that they're in. Yeah. But also like, it's not like I'll ever have a chance to like run into them or talk to them. So <laughs> you never like, know. No, <laughs> but yeah, I don't really, I don't think I've ever really had that where it's like, um. Like, I've had this crush on... And also, like, the the other thing is, like, I, you know, was in a long-term relationship. So it's, um, you know, that's... You don't really... You can't act upon those, like, feelings. But, yeah, I don't... I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think I've ever had a unrequited crush in that sense without somebody knowing. Yeah. Or, like, without them talking to them. Wow, but I'm good on you, you man. Good on you. Yes, I have had a lot of crushes <laughs> where I have kept it to myself. <laughs> but I think, I, I mean, I totally relate to Josie, though, in the sense that, like, I get what Deja was saying, where it's like, you can't just live in your head, and you and you have to just almost, like, make it a reality. And it, I, I understand what she meant by that, and it's not... Not necessarily, like, you never know what another person will say, right? If you tell them, oh, I like you. Um, But it's putting that possibility out there. They could say no, or they could say yes. If if it's a yes, then yeah, obviously, that's amazing, right? But if it's a no, then you can move on, right? Mm. But I also get, like, what Josie was feeling, though, because it's like, you, when you, you, I don't know, like, when you get, like, butterflies in your stomach, and you're like, oh, this, like, person's, like, really cool, you don't want to be in a situation where you're rejected, because then sometimes you internalize it and be like, oh, I'm not good enough for them, even though when you step back, it's like, people can like you for, like, all kinds of reasons, right? It's not because you're not good enough or whatever. Mm-hmm. It can be, like, you know, like, they just, like, have different tastes, and that's completely fine, but I, I understand, like, why people do put people in pedestals because they're like, mm-hmm. oh, like, you know, like, they're so great. I'm like, you know, I, I don't ever want to, like, get rid of that. Um, but I was talking to a friend, like, many years ago, and I guess, like, she was, like, talking about that experience. And um, she was like, I don't like it when people put me on pedestals because it's like, 
there's going to be a point where I mess up. And when that mm. happens, that pedestal will go crashing down. And that's going to either like make that person really like mad at me or whatever. But it's like not completely her fault because like you're the one that like has imagined them as this perfect being that can't make a mistake. But we're all human, right? <laughs> it's true. Yeah, I wonder. I get it does make sense that it's like a safety thing, right? Like it's like if you're the one doing that to somebody. And I mean, I think it's different if you're like if you have interactions with them. Whereas like with Josie, like he saw her like their orientation day, and then he would see her briefly while he was working on the patch but they never had any interaction so I think for him like it was very easy to sort of be like in that daydream state of like oh like this person's so special she she's she comes back every year yeah. I love this like we must have so much in common for her to like want to do this yeah and then um again like this is spoilers but then he realized like he talks to her and it's it, it falls flat and he's yeah. like this is this is not it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I loved, like, that turning point where he asked her, because, like, the um, the lady, Marcy, I think her name is, um, yeah. she was he was asking her, he's like, if you hate this place so much, why do you keep coming back? And then she was like, I'm going to miss my friends. And I think that I think that was a turning point for him to realize that, oh, actually, I'm going to miss someone in this place mm. the most. And then he goes for back to Deja. And I'm like, Deja. oh, it's like that montage of like realizing what you've always had. <laughs> it's like the, what is it? Like the smoke cleared yeah. from like his face or like whatever. Yeah, so yeah. I love that. He could see that she was standing there all right. Along. All these hints and like the early goings. <laughs> I love that. I love like, it was sort of like, there was like little Easter eggs right of like and it's like the great thing about like it being a graphic novel is like you could you could see the sort of like interaction and like you know the times when like Deja was like hinting at the fact that like she was interested in him mm-hmm. um but then like he was so oblivious to it like yeah. he had no idea but I like know. as the reader you're like does she yeah does she not because yeah. the other thing is like they do kind of like throw you off in the beginning because she they like early on they run into like one of her past like partners and it's a woman and so you're like oh like she's she's gay she's a lesbian so whatever like um you know thing that I'm kind of reading into is like just like oh I'm assuming because she's a woman he's a man like she's into him yeah kind of like plays upon that idea but then you find out like oh she actually is yeah 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 yeah. has been interested in him i know she's just tired of waiting for him in some instances yeah i love that and so there was this other question that i had um for you uh because like the approach for both of them is so interesting when it comes to friendships and when it comes to romantic relationships right like for Josie, he feels like, oh, I'm like fate, like I'm fated to oh, be yeah. your friend, because like you know, every every fall we always meet up, and you know, we're always seasonal friends, and it's like the same with like seeing Marcy, because like it's like I saw her on like the first like first day of orientation, I keep seeing her, and then um, Deja's it's like, also like, how many other people did you see that day? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
You're just like focused on this one person. Um, but like Deja's like, no, like I, it's a choice. Like I chose to sit beside you and I chose to be your friend and like, you know, him not realizing you can choose different spots every year. And he's like, why did we always work in this one place? And she's like, but you kept choosing that. And she's like, what? <laughs> so I love that, like that different dynamic or different perspective on like relationships of being like, okay, like for Deja, it's like about choice, but an agency. Whereas for um, Josie, it felt like, it felt like he didn't feel like he had agency in the people that came into his life. So I was curious, like, what your thoughts were about that. It's funny because I feel like I have, like, both perspectives. Like, I do sort of, like, live life in both areas where I'm like, oh, like, maybe this person came into my life for a reason and I don't know what the reason is. Mm -hmm. But then it's also, like, and I think it, it happens more afterwards when like I start to appreciate the friendship or like the person it's like you know there were so many circumstances like where we weren't like where we could have never met right like you and I like if like I applied to the job that we worked at that was like my second time applying for them I could have never I could have never sent in that application we would have never met yeah and so that's crazy to think and then like once we did develop a friendship then it was like oh, like, I, like I'm like i making a choice to, like, you know, ask to hang out or to yeah. message and, like, respond to things yeah. and, like, you know, have this other idea of, like, maybe we'll work together in, like, this other capacity. Yeah. And so it is, like, being intentional versus, like, you know, having this idea of, like, oh, this is a very, like, serendipitous, faded moment. Mm -hmm. um, so I think, I think, like, it happens – in both ways it's just eventually you kind of have to like take the reins on it and be like I I can make this decision I feel like though with with Josie like he does seem very oblivious in his, in his life so I don't mm -hmm. I can't fault him for like not realizing that like you know you, you could choose your partner yeah. <laughs> and also that you could choose like what you want to do as, as your seasonal job. yeah yeah <laughs> it just seems like Maybe he was, like, daydreaming about Marcy so much that he wasn't paying attention to, like, the actual ongoings around him. He was just, like, like, I'm meant to be here. I'm going to come back every year because I want to see if she's here. Because, mm -hmm. like, in some reason, he was making connection of, like, I'm here. She's here. Yeah. We're meant to meet in some capacity. Yeah. It just hasn't happened yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, like, in the book, like, they would have, again, never – they would have really never met – on that final day um but they only did because deja was like you have to try to go see her mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and so they spend like like what 75 percent of the book like running around to all these spots yeah. trying to find her i know yeah i love that like i love like at first my initial impression was like okay so it was gonna be like he was gonna find like some grand gesture to make her fall in love right but then as they kept having like these adventures from one place to the other then I started um thinking oh wait this is a story about their friendship like not like Marcy but Deja mm -hmm. and Josie and like that kind of bond that they have and that's actually um I guess like that's like that's how it kind of comes like full circle of being like you know I love like that that moment where they're in the 
was it the maze field and mm-hmm. she was like oh no i'm missing like my favorite like concert and then they started dancing and oh, he's like yeah. no you're, you're not missing it let's like i don't know like they started dancing and stuff and i thought that was like the cutest moment so romantic right <laughs> Oh my god. Like, no wonder. Like, to think, like, on Deja's side, like, I would have been, like, so annoyed being like, do you not see? Yeah. Do you not see, like, how good we are together? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, like, yeah, like, he's, like, so focused on, like, you know, like, this is fate and, like, like all, like, this moment of, like, just, like, dancing. Yeah. And it just happens, yeah. right? Like, god, dude, like, so oblivious I know know. well I think that touches upon like you know when you're just present in the moment because sometimes we do think so much about I don't know we're we're not so present in the moment to understand like the connection that we have with people and it's Mm. like oh we're like you know we're focused on some other thing thinking oh no that's like that's really what I'm like here for but you forget like you're also in this moment if that makes sense yeah like yeah one of the things that my therapist so like when when I moved here for like uh for that job that we had like I, I think I told you the story before like I thought it was temporary I was gonna stay here tops I thought it was only gonna be six months actually because like that job was only until May right I'm like yeah. okay top six months I'm I'm back um but I remember like maybe like a year after that uh, I started therapy and one of the things my therapist said was like you got to give the city a chance like even if you go back you you're still here and you can be happy here and I think I think that's like how I kind of see like what Josie might have been going through where it's like he was so focused on something else that he didn't have that he didn't realize that oh, there's actually something developing with the people around him, with Deja, and he's just like what you're saying. Like, he's just so completely oblivious to it, right? Yeah. Well, it's it's true. Like, I think, it. it you know, it, it's actually kind of funny because I didn't think about this until just now, that, like, Deja is very grounded, like, within herself and, like, in the moment of, like, you know, like, we're going to, we're like, we're doing this right now. And he is very focused on, like, yeah daydreaming like the future just really like idolizing like these moments and like forgetting to like put himself back in the moment because I think throughout the entire like adventure too he was like he was like you know caught between like oh we need to go back and like do our jobs Mm -hmm. and then also like like I think maybe also in a way like avoiding the idea of like what is going to happen when I meet this person like we actually do find her Mm -hmm. because then you know it's sort of like out of fate out of fate's hand and into his hands and he's gonna have to actually like deal with it yeah yeah so what are like what are your thoughts on like their sort of perspectives of like this is fate or like this is a choice I think yeah I think it's interesting like for me I think I'm similar to you I think it's probably a mixture of both um I like reading the the novel like I do I do I do understand Deja's perspective like I know it's like yeah it's like a constant choice to to be around with someone or to keep going back to some place right like you know if if there are like not not no external factors that are like affecting your choice like you have the agency to change your life if you don't 
if you don't want to keep doing it right so i i agree with that but then i also think like it's interesting like how our life can kind of like bump into each other in like very serendipitous Mm. way like i mean like what you're saying like you applying for a second time for that job i mean like for me it's like i didn't have to go back to toronto like if i didn't like you know if i didn't decide like that december i'm like oh i'm gonna be broke next month i should like actually find a job like like (laughs) we would not have worked together at all also didn't you apply to it thinking it was like a completely different organization i did i thought it was another organization <laughs> so like if you had actually applied to that other organization we'd also would have never i mean it was still a film festival so i feel like maybe, maybe. we would have like kind of like bumped each- into each other but maybe not work together so we would have bumped uh, uh, like we would have bumped into each other like on like instagram like oh yes and like yeah, yeah hey yeah. can you reshare this and, yeah and the, the other would be like okay sure yeah yeah <laughs> that'd be it i know isn't that wild though like just how <laughs> you know how you like a single kind of like shift and we totally would not have become like friends and it's like that's so wild so wild when you do like when you think about like yeah all these sort of like small decisions which really are they they're tiny mm-hmm. and not i don't want to say insignificant but they are kind of like in the grand scheme of things like you take on a job because you need money mm-hmm. and you you're not thinking about like how is how, like what is 6 months from now going to look like you're just like well like this is the plan yeah and then like 6 months happens and you're like oh i have a new friend here yeah <laughs> well i mean like just as you were saying that it's it's interesting like I mean like after school right like you mean obviously like we do meet people outside like in our hobbies or whatever but like a large part of our time is like at work right so it's interesting that like I never really thought about this before but it's like the jobs that you choose introduce you to people that I don't think you even like thought like I mean looking at your jobs for example like all the previous jobs that that you've had I don't think I mean I don't think that you would you know you're like okay in this job I'm gonna find like people that I like you know are very close to like I don't think you ever think that way no I think it's like yeah I mean especially with career you're like well like this job will give me this title gives me this pay like it's very focused on like the numbers of it all like you know I could do it for a year I'll get paid this much I'll get like this much more additional experience and you really don't think about like the culture organization until you're in it and you're like oh yeah maybe i should think about like <laughs> you know the people yeah. that i'd be with like 8 hours a day and yeah. how important i mean like i think now as like we're kind of more seasoned into our careers i think that is like a conversation i do have a lot more frequently mm-hmm. but it, again it's 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 not like i'm going and being like i'm going to make at least one friend that i will take with me outside of this <laughs> experience <laughs> that'd be that, i feel like that'd be a little bit like intense that would be that's a lot into. of pressure i feel because <laughs> you never know like what the vibe is that's where you you really do start like idolizing like these interactions i think like yeah. that that daydreaming of like oh like you know there's this one person i see my first day yeah and they're gonna become like my new person like my oh, new friend yeah. or whatever oh, right yeah, like I guess yeah. that's where you kind of fall into oh, it for sure but yeah I don't think 
I mean, sometimes I guess like in the way that I do it, like when I do, I mean, we both work remotely. So like I see people online, it's, <laughs> it's different than when you're like working in an office. Yeah. But I think if I was working in, in like an office or like a larger organization where like there's a lot more people that I don't have like yeah. interactions with, I could see myself being like, oh, maybe this person could be a friend yeah. or like this person seems friendly. For sure. But that, yeah, that doesn't happen like while I'm interviewing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's hard. <laughs> How do you even like know that? <laughs> yeah, it's like, I guess if you were to look at like staff directory, like I don't know. <laughs> I, I think I usually go to their Instagram. Sometimes, like they look at, uh, they show oh, like yeah. their corporate, um, their corporate photos and stuff. Then like, you kind of, yeah. kind of sense if they're kind of all smiling or. Did they have an annual picnic? Right. <laughs> a retreat. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think. I guess it does make sense. Like, I feel like life is very much focused in like those. There's always like these faded moments. But it's until you it, – like, eventually you actively have to start making a choice mm-hmm. and then go with it. Um, it would be really hard nowadays to be, like, like obviously I'm going to make a friend, mm-hmm. but then don't do anything. I know. Like, <laughs> it's just going to land on my lap. Like, that's just how things are, right? <laughs> Imagine, like, I'm just going to stay in my apartment. I'll, just, I'll make a friend. I'll just knock on the door. <laughs> I mean, I guess it could happen. Yo, oh, I forgot to tell you. Like, when I was in Japan, um, my friend who was living there was saying, like, they have a thing. I don't know if it's, like, it, it it's a cultural thing, but she was saying in her apartment, when she first moved in, like, her na- two of her, like, her neighbors here on the left side, her neighbors above, I think, and then her neighbor, like, on her right, um, delivered food to her. Like, they would knock on her door, oh. deliver food, introduce themselves, and then apparently that's a thing. And then when a new neighbor moved, like, beside her, she did the same thing. And apparently that's a thing there because, mm. I don't know, it just, like, to have, like, that community that's or cultural. Yeah. I don't even know, like, some of my neighbors here. So, like, I'm just, like, that's actually pretty cool and pretty interesting because I don't know that that's yeah. something embedded here. It definitely is. I, I wouldn't have thought to do that with the neighbors i'll be moving into <laughs> oh i guess they would have to be doing it for me i wouldn't be doing it for them but you know like knock on your door and here's uh here's it would be so nice though if they right? did i'd be like sorry i'm vegan <laughs> imagine if they're like i'm vegan too and i'd be like oh, this is fate yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i guess we'll see yeah <laughs> But that does make sense. Like, I feel like, I feel like maybe, maybe it is just, like, a thing in Japan, but I wonder if, like, other, like, other countries, like, on the other side of the world, like, if that is, like, that sense of community of, like, you know, gifting people, like, food. I think, like, it used to happen in, like, North America. I feel like I remember, like, in movies, like, Mm. it would be the thing of, like, like, if you moved into like a suburban area, like all the housewives would like come and like oh, yeah, deliver yeah. food. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like I see that in movies, yeah. but I don't think it actually happens. Yeah. Anymore. Yeah, I don't think. So. I wouldn't think to do that. Yeah. Maybe we should. Maybe, should we start a restart this trend? <laughs> it's it's so funny. Like I mean, but then my parents has known them for a while, but 
the, our neighbors, like my parents' neighbors in front of them, keeps giving them uh, vegetables, apparently, the last month or two. Oh. Like, my mom is like, I've stopped buying vegetables because our neighbor keeps giving us vegetables. I, I guess, like, they have a friend that has a garden. And so, like, oh, they nice. get, like, yeah. fresh tomatoes and stuff. And I'm like, that's very nice. You have a very close relationship with your neighbor. I don't even know my my name, my neighbor's names. <laughs> The thing is, I would then start to feel obligated. I'd be like, okay, what do I need to give them? That's so true. Yeah. That's like, so do true. I just, like, slip a 20? Yeah. <laughs> do I make something with these, t- like, a lasagna yes. with these tomatoes and I give them, yes. give it back to them yeah. or something? Like, that's that's when I'd be like, I'd probably be like, oh, I have to give you something now. <laughs> that resentment. <laughs> But you know what? I think, like, another thing that's, like, hard when you do get familiar with neighbors or, I guess, like, people around you is that then sometimes it becomes, like, gossipy. Like, they're like, oh, yeah. hey, did you know, like, this person, this person? And then you're like, oh, this is why they're I like, do not. They came in really late last night. I wonder why. <laughs> you're just, like, standing at your door looking through the peephole. Yeah. Okay, they came in. At- <laughs> they had a friend. <laughs> uh, I do, like, that is the thing that, like, I love, like, when you do live, like, in an apartment building or something where you start to notice, like, the patterns oh, yeah. of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so funny to me. I guess, like, in that way, like, let's say if you did, like, want to meet somebody, like, in your apartment building and you knew like oh like they're they're going on a walk at like four so basically stalking them <laughs> yeah but then you like you're like oh like i'll bump into them yeah. it's fate i'll force the fate to happen <laughs> it's your choice yeah. but it's their fate <laughs> oh my gosh it just like we're completely going off topic but i re- remember what i sent you like that tiktok of that lady <laughs> For those who don't know, there's a TikTok that's going viral uh, of this lady that said, like, when she, this is not, like, a very healthy kind of, like, relationship, but essentially, I think when she was 14, um, she met, I don't even recall too much, like, she she met someone that was, like, a senior or something. Yeah. And she was. Well, they were, she was, like, 14 or whatever. They were her brother's best friend in college oh, yeah, or something, yeah, something like that like, like that. there was yeah and then there was like that the, there was a guy that he she was so smitten with and he was like a mm-hmm. senior or something and then in that moment at 14 she was like oh this is the guy i want to i'm gonna marry i'm gonna marry at 14 eh? <laughs> <laughs> um and then so she concocts like this whole like scheme that's I'm still like amazed that she's able to do this, like at s- such a young age, that she would befriend the younger brother of um, this guy. I can't remember mm-hmm. if the younger brother was like older than her or younger than her. I think he was like a year younger because she was oh, like yeah, in yeah. her sophomore, is sophomore oh, yeah, yeah, grade, yeah, grade 10. ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was like, we'll be friends, and then by her junior year, yes, she was at like the house regularly yes and then like the guy that she like the older brother the one that she was interested in was like in college yes at that time but like so she would be there on the weekends and he would come home on the weekend so that's how she got to like know him and she also like 
really developed like a big friendship with like his mom and yeah, stuff too. Yeah, that it was so fascinating. So much work. So much work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So much work. <laughs> and then like she was saying like she happened to do the sport that the guy was like really good at as well. And so mm-hmm. the guy ended up like coaching the like coming back ball just so like convoluted but i'm like is this real like i thought these things only happen in movies um but apparently well she forced she yeah she forced everything but the guy comes comes back from like to teach to coach the high school team which she's part of and they get to know each other and the the thing that like was like what like was like when she goes to university or goes to college she happens to be in the same college, like the same town as the guy's new job. And then the guy was like, this is, this is so coincidental. And then this is fake, guys. <laughs> we find out it was because she found out from, I think the mother that that's yeah. where he's going to go. So she applied to a university that's there. I'm just like, wild. wild. I mean, it is kind of fate if you like, thinking about admission process i know that's like amazing i'm just like wow the dedication and like (laughs) single-handed focus i can't remember did she say if did she talk to him about it afterwards like no how would you feel if you were like you get into this relationship you're married to this person and then they're like they're like so i actually saw you six years ago (laughs) oh my gosh that, that would be so creepy. Wild. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess you could, like, some people can find that romantic. Romantic? Yeah. yeah. But I don't know. <laughs> but you know, with Josie in the book, that's what he was kind of doing with this girl. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. In a way, like, obviously not as <laughs> intensely like, because he wasn't acting on it. Yeah. He wasn't, like, he didn't realize that he could, like, I think halfway through the book he was like i could have been partners with her yeah. like he realized that he could have like chosen to work at like the fudge yeah oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so i guess and, like if he had like thought about it a little bit more i guess he could have like forced something but he's like so fixated on like fate happens mm-hmm. <laughs> he was like maybe we'll we'll somehow work together yeah <laughs> but it that's i guess he was kind of like on that path right of like you know waiting yeah. waiting for her to like recognize him or or make the move or something yeah, yeah. wild people are wild yep god okay i think um three we're like 10 minutes like out i think we should talk about our first jobs outside of our career mm-hmm. <laughs> and then we'll end it off nicely um so what i can talk a little bit about my first job because it's actually very similar to this book and then you can talk about yours yeah sounds good yeah so (laughs) i mean like my first job was technically an office job at a college that i went to but my job my first job outside of that i worked as an associate for this party store and i got hired on seasonally to help with their halloween um like the month of Halloween because you know they had costumes and people needed decorations and it was like the most intense but also fun job like minimum wage job that I could have ever done and I'm actually kind of like upset that I didn't take it more for granted like I was just like 
it's minimum wage i hate it like i'm working long hours whatever yeah. and then they like graciously like extended my position they're like we want you to you know come on like on a part-time it wasn't like a permanent it was like a part-time basis whatever and it was like it was fun like it was enjoyable like i actually loved working with management yeah but it was also like minimum wage yeah. <laughs> so, i was like it's crazy that like i would work like sometimes i would do like eight day weeks whoa really i would i'd get called in like like i would i would technically have like two days off or whatever and then they'd be like they'd call me up and they'd be like so and so didn't show up do you want to take the shift wow and i lived really close so then i'd be like okay yeah like i'll take it it's more money yeah i was like straight out of college i needed a job Mm -hmm. and it's not like i had anything else to do um so i yeah sometimes i would work like create like 10 hour shifts and like eight hour day like that's a lot yeah eight eight days a week sort of thing yeah it was but it was also like it was the people and then eventually it was just like i can't do this (laughs) then i quit (laughs) but it was like working halloween there was wild like it was just so crazy and then like each week as it like led up to halloween like it got even like it got so intense and like things were selling out and we had to like you know get in new shipments it was crazy they had people doing they had people like on like night shift so they would work like i think the store closed at like nine it would open at nine so they would work like a 12-hour shift like just stocking oh wow yeah and then i would normally come in for like an eight-hour shift or something like that they had like it was crazy like the amount of people that they hired Mm -hmm. just for the month of october wow yeah what was like but it was, what was the camaraderie there like did you guys develop like a very close relationship with each other i think a lo- like all of the people that were new like that were just hired seasonally we all were put on like same schedule so like you would i think there were like five of us that always worked together at the same time mm-hmm. and then obviously like the people who were there like the managers and like the like the more permanent like part-timers mm-hmm. they they had like their their sort of group um and uh, like it makes sense right like there's very little like um i don't want like cross cross like pollination between the groups because people are gonna leave after like the month yeah yeah, yeah. so it's hard to like create relationships but somehow i was able to like i don't know if it was because i was like just so helpful or like friendly but they like they they really liked how well I worked with them and so I was able to somehow like get it Mm. I think like out of I don't know how many people they hired seasonally but there was only like three of us three or four of us that actually got like put on a more part-time basis oh wow yeah which is crazy because I think they hired I think they had like close to 20 seasonal staff yeah amazing for the store it makes sense though like it was People go crazy for Halloween costumes and candy and all of those things. Like, they want to go all that. Like, this was before COVID. Oh, yeah. So people were having parties. That's so true. It's so interesting when you think about, like, the different jobs, different careers that, like, are out there. And mm-hmm. just, like, the the whole, even when you're talking about, like, your experience, it's, like, that whole world that's inside of, like, that store itself, right? It's so different. Yeah. 
Yeah. <clears throat> and while it's, yeah, it's like, <clears throat> you get to see, like, you have your regulars, mm-hmm. and then you have, like, because it was also, like, uh, you could buy balloons and stuff, so, you know, like, you'd be like, oh, like, every Saturday there was always going to be massive orders, so everybody worked on a Saturday. Yeah. It was, uh, yeah, crazy. It was, like, a good experience. I wish I had appreciated it Oh, more, yeah. Though. yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> Did not appreciate it enough, yeah. <laughs> Compared to my other, like, minimum wage part-time jobs that I had worked afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. How about you? Well, my first job, um, I took a year or two after high school. I took I, I took two years. I think I took two years off. And so I started working for this fast food <laughs> cereal company. And it's it's a, it's essentially what it sounds like. We sold <laughs> resold cereal in a box. Uh, like I literally would just like get cereal, put it in a box, put milk on it, and then put toppings on top. Um, it was the best because then I get to like when there's nobody around, I get to eat. Like there were like <laughs> so many toppings. There was like chocolate. Oh. You could put cinnamon, and I'm like, oh, this is. I mean, after a while, you get tired of it, but it was so good. Like. <laughs> Um, but, but yeah, like I actually really enjoyed that. Like I didn't work eight, eight days, like straight. Um, I was very part-time. I think I earned, I think it was 11. It might've been even less. I don't remember what minimum wage was. It was like, it might've been $11. It might've been less than $10. I don't remember. I think I earned like a hundred dollars in my first paycheck. <laughs> it wasn't even a lot. You're like, this is my Right? Money. I was like, oh, I'm rich now. <laughs> I do. Oh my god, the first paycheck, and you're like, I could make this every two weeks. Right? What do you mean? My parents don't have to give me money. I'm I'm now independent. I I got a hundred hundred bucks right here. <laughs> it's oh my god, I love that. And, and then you actually start making money in your career, and you're like, that was not a lot. Yeah, it's so wild though. I feel like I work way more. I mean, obviously, yes, I've worked way more later, but I was waking up because my shift, it was like breakfast, right? Yeah. My shift, and I was living like in the suburbs at that time, and my, the store that we were at was in downtown, right in the financial district. <laughs> and so it would take me an hour and a half to get down here. Um, but it was also like I needed to be there by 6.30 if I was opening up the store. And the subways mm-hmm. didn't open until 5. So I remember there were some times where I had to take the bus <laughs> from like day late night bus yeah, yeah. to go downtown. And in my mind, thinking about it now, I'm like, dude, that was like a three hour commute <laughs> for minimum wage. <laughs> and and my shift was only like three hours. <laughs> Because they didn't like they didn't want to do like the whole day. They only wanted you to yeah. be there for rush hour. So I'm just like, oh my gosh, the dedication to like go for a minimum wage job <laughs> and commute that long. And like when you think if you had calculated how much out of your paycheck you were paying yeah. for the commute, I wonder if it actually oh was gosh. worth it. Probably not. It probably not. But I, I like I mean, opposite to you, I really enjoyed that job. It was mm-hmm. um I mean I I was very shy like before and you know, I think that job really helped me kind of like open up to people and 
sometimes like so during rush hour it's usually two of us and so um it was me and another lady um and it was just so fun like when you're in the trenches and, and like people are i mean in the morning some people can be very you know like they want their order to be just right Precise, and yeah. it's like you know if you get it wrong they get grumpy because they've seen their food and stuff um but it's just you get that sense of you know you're, it's it's you against like it's you against the world kind of thing of like how do we get this line to get reduced or something <laughs> right um so it was just like it was really fun and like the kind of conversation because like there's only two of us and sometimes when there's nothing like you know you're just like waiting so you, you end up having to talk to each other yeah but I think that's like you know that's the fun part of doing a job that doesn't require a lot of like thinking <laughs> yeah, you just gotta yeah. socialize a lot <laughs> oh man yeah I do that's I think th- we need to start doing that more <laughs> In our go, go get some minimum wage job <laughs> Let's go get a part-time job and only work it on Sundays. <laughs> I find I feel like that might be fun. Like, right? I kind of, I've actually I've had like a secret dream of like just being like a barista, right? Like work a coffee shop on a Sunday, yeah, and like just do like a four-hour shift or something, like, right? I I'd, I'd, I'd be like I literally don't even need to work this job. Yeah. Well, I, <laughs> I just want it for the social right? aspect. Well, there there yeah. was like this Reddit thread. Or some I don't know. I read it somewhere where this one apparently this one lady like nothing would phase her in like their like I think they were working like a restaurant job and nothing would phase yeah. her. And like the the person like asked like well, what's your secret like how come you you're not phased by like really rude customers and she's like oh I have a trust fund I'm just here for socializing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm like wow. <laughs> I want. I want to be on that that level, that level. <laughs> yeah, that vibe. I'm. I don't care. I'm just here for the. Just here for the, the camaraderie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just here for the vibes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Um. Well, I guess do we have any final thoughts about the book? Do we recommend it to people? I recommend it. I think that it's such a sweet book and you don't have to and this is not like a negative thing like you don't have to think so hard about it and I think that's what's so great and that's what makes it very cozy because you kind of Mm -hmm. can just like go along with the ride and um, just have like that nice ending and in the end of like realizing oh your love has always been there yeah it's so sweet it was it was such a nice read and like Again, yeah, <clears throat> like not every book do you have to come out with like this huge like revelation of like this is how I should approach my life. But I think it is like a nice reminder of like, you know, appreciating the moments and like especially in like this type of story where it's like, you know, it's like their final day and they start like exploring the idea of like what's going to happen to us like afterwards. And it's like, oh, we can still stay friends or like maybe there will be something more. And we can move towards that. And I don't know, it was just very sweet, like witnessing like the sort of journey that they had as like friends and then sort of navigating like, oh, like we both really appreciate and like each other and maybe there's something more to this. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I just love like young adult books are just they always hit like that point like so well. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, highly recommend. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's a great read. 
takes you two hours. Yeah. It's a graphic novel. Yes. Great illustrations. Great storytelling. It's the best. Yes. Yeah. Well, I guess that's that's it for the podcast. Thank you for listening. Um, I hope you guys read some good Halloween books. And next month we'll be reading a nonfiction book. I, I don't. I know we have one in mind. I forget what it is, but it'll be good. Yes. Tune in next month to find out. <laughs> As we find out too. <laughs> We'll see if we finish that yeah. one. <laughs> Thank you so much. And keep following us at the digital look on Instagram and TikTok when we do update it. <laughs> and yeah, thank you so much for listening. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.